morning, good morning, good morning on this awesome Sunday morning. Oh my word, I got so caught up in the word this morning. And, uh, but glad to be with you all and what an honor. This is the last Sunday in June 2020 that we can be together. And June is over, six months of the year gone. Wow. And there's still another six months that we can do mighty exploits for God. We're busy speaking on the subject of preparation, obedience, and then focus. Now, this whole thing in a nutshell is the greatest key that will help you. Because we know the just shall live by faith. By righteous people, Hebrew 10, 38, their lives will be sustained by what they believe. Now, last week we spoke on obedience and, oh my word, where Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what I tell you to do. That's obedience. And that's a word that's very uh, negative at the moment when you say obedience because everybody is caught up in something I want to do it my way. I'll do it as I think. I'll do it as he said, she said, they said. But the problem is, do we do it as God said? So this morning, I want to take you further on this journey. And we're going to go deeper and just welcome. What an honor. Oh, my word. That we all can be together as a family. Now, wherever you are tuned in, we love you. Lovedale family and everybody watching. We love you and we miss you. But I want to help you with truth. Now, all these things that's happening in the world is not something that's just new. Jesus warned us before he ascended to heaven about all these things. He said there will be floods and pestilence and all these things that will happen and earthquakes and, oh my word, and all the epidemics that... Now, we're not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Jesus warned us before about this. Now, what we're going to talk about this morning and minister... Now, remember, preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is explaining. Now, we need and to understand the plan and the will and how God operates. It's God's desire to understand his heartbeat. Now, it's a phenomenal thing to know that the key that opens all doors is obedience. It's an action of faith, where you don't only say, I have faith, but where you have action, works of faith. Now, listen, the information that needs to hit a home run to carry you through this day, to make you victorious and an overcomer and a champion. And if you're already in that category to take you higher of total obedience, that nothing in the world is going to move you from the focus of focusing on God's plan or God got a plan with you, not for you. A lot of people live, God's got this for me. No, he's got one with you. We are what? Co-laborers with God. God works and we work hand in hand with him. So I need to come on 
heaven's time zone. I need to be in sync with heaven. Have you ever heard an orchestra playing and there's one instrument that's not tuned in? It <laughs> jeopardizes the whole thing. Or a choir is singing or some worship people and the one is singing off note. That actually, instead of tuning in to the those that are on note, we are more concentrated on the ones that's off note or out of tune. And that's what the enemy wants because the church of Jesus Christ is an orchestra that needs to play the music and to release the sound. And I'm not talking about worship only. I'm talking about the sound of the character and the nature of God. Oh, my word. And this whole week we got testimonies and all kinds of things that happens with people. Oh, my word, financial breakthroughs. It's amazing. The thing we need the most is what people fight the most. And we need to understand how God's mindset are working. Now, it's not a mystery. He said, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than... That doesn't mean that we cannot tap into God's ways and God's thoughts because in the New Testament, <laughs> John said at a time we have the mind of Christ as he is, so are we. And Paul said it and Peter said that. <laughs> and you can know the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. So that you can develop your faith in a giant. In the mind of God. He never saw you as a failure. Or somebody that's not going to make it. Oh my word. When we're weak. There's a voice calling on the inside. Abba Father. Now let me help you this morning. And I'm going to impart information. That will must bring a revelation. So that there can be a transformation for activation. I went to a service one time. Dr. Ulmer was here at uh, his people's church many, many years ago. And he's from California, I think. And he made a statement that rocked my boat. He said while he was busy, he had to do his doctorate and he thought he's not going to university, he knows it all. <laughs> Do you know people that think they know it all? I, I thought at a time in my life, that's why I tell you a PhD stands for either permanent <laughs> damage or part-time damage. I had to detox when the revival came. Now, he said, and he said, he's not going to class. So the, the last week he went to class and then he had to write the exam. And he wrote the exam and the paper came back from the professor with good paper, good content, but you fail the wrong assignment. Now, I was thinking about this this morning, 2.3 billion Christians, South Africa, 85% of Christians why don't we impact the world? Why don't we bring hope? Why is the world so caught up in fear while we have the commission and the mandate from heaven to ignite the world, revive the church to harvest the world? Now, I was in the funeral business years ago and we had our own funeral homes and businesses 
and the only thing you take with you into eternity. Not your fame, not your money, not your gold teeth. One lady came to the morgue and she pulled out her husband's gold teeth because she discovered he, he disinherited her. And uh, she said, not you, not the police is going to stop me. I don't know what she meant. And then she pulled out every, had a lot of gold teeth. You know, he looks like this piranhas, <laughs> like a Durban knight, gold teeth <laughs> everywhere. And then, oh my word, she came out and she shouted and she said, you think you have conquered me, but I have conquered you. She said, and you're also going now to hell. <laughs> oh my word, and when I saw the body, I saw she pulled out all the gold teeth and she said, I'm going to make myself a ring and to show the world I've conquered you. Now, now the, you take nothing with you. The only thing you can take into eternity is people. How did I follow God's instruction for my life? And as I was meditating this morning and go through the word, oh my word, I was so caught up. I was nearly late for this broadcast. I discover the very reason I'm going to give it to you. Why the church is not doing what they're supposed to do. Every Christian. Lofdal is a first century church. Fulfilling in a 21st century. The heartbeat of God. That's why we take care of the poor and the needy. And my heart was aching with the floods that happened in our area. And Wallace Dean and... Oh, my word, the clinic, and if you see the pictures, it's devastating. The hungry and needy people that we take care. And uh, I said to somebody, uh, I said to Gary a message, I said, for the first time in my life, and I'm serving God 51 years, the scripture went open, and Lanzel mentioned it the next day. Where Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me when he was in the temple and opened the book of Isaiah. And he said, he anoints me first to preach the good news to the poor. The poor people are first on God's agenda. We thought, oh, let's reach the famous and that. No, no. If you're not taking care of the poor, you're going to be a bless me club. That's God's agenda. Because God works in the principle what you did to the least. You have done to me. Oh my word, this thing was like, you know, haunting me the whole time since last Sunday when I shared what Jesus said. If you love me, you will do what I tell you. Now I'm going to tell you later what John says. But let me help you with something. The day when you accepted Jesus Christ, and if you did not, I'm going to help you. You received everything possible. That day, in 1969, November on a Friday night, when I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ in my in-law's house. Now, they were not my in-laws. I was 13 years young. And Letitia invited me. My dad was a preacher. And we go to church Sunday morning, Sunday nights, and Wednesday nights. And he was out on the streets and knock on doors and whatever. But that night I discovered I'm lost. I'm religious. I don't have Jesus as Savior. I'm a church goer, but I... Never accept. I gave my heart to the Lord. That night, I know I'm up for persecution. They had the Duomenes there. They had the evangelists there from the New Apostolic Church. They had the deacons there. They had the priests there to convince me I'm on a sidetrack right now. I'm from the devil, and I'm in the devil's den. And uh, 
And I said, one day I'm going to be in the ministry. I said, okay, well, the only thing we will allow you to be is a Dutch Reformed woman. He said, oh, my word. Or oh, my family are Dutch Reformed women. And for them, it's a job. I don't want a job. I want a lifestyle. I want to fulfill the great assignment of God. That's why I started preaching at the age of 15. I never stopped. Now, what I want to tell you, you received everything that day when you accepted Jesus Christ. Because in Genesis 1, he made you a new creature, create you in his image and his likeness and to follow his instruction. Before God gave them seed and authority, he first gave them his nature so that they wouldn't mess up Adam and Eve, the seed and the authority and the dominion. Now in the new birth, he gave you, he made you, a new creature, he, he, he gave you the greatest ministry ever. He didn't say the title, I don't care about that. He gave you the greatest ministry, the only ministry that we see that calls you a wise man. He who wins souls is wise. If you don't win souls, what are you? Read my lips, stupid. That's the Bible, it's not me. Gave you the greatest ministry that makes heaven rejoice. And then he made you his ambassador. So it's three things that God, he gave you every, that night when you received Jesus Christ, your heart automatically want to obey everything God tells you to do. Automatically. Every born again believer, you receive automatically to follow instruction, to be obedient to the T. But why is it that we are not can I help you? A lack of love. Love wax cold. Gustav, what are you talking about? Now, the biggest enemy we face and challenges is not the lockdown, the coronavirus, the, the murders, the, the dying people. And I mean, we've seen sad things. So many pastors died and so many couples died. That's not the greatest enemy. Thank God, if they know Jesus, they live forever with him. It's a lack of knowledge. Because the prophet Hosea, we normally read uh, the Hosea prophet 4.6, but listen what Isaiah says. And he was one of that major prophets. Therefore, in Isaiah 5.13, my people, it's God speaking, this is scary, go into captivity they become slaves or orphans or Satan holds them hostage. Wow. He said to their enemies, they, be, they go into captivity to their enemies. The enemy of what we experience right now, driven by fear, listening to all these strange voices, Oh, my word, and all these false teachings. And stop that. It's going to be poison. If you drink, somebody told me they nearly died. And I said, why? I was preaching in this church uh, in a conference, and they said they had lead poison and arsenic poison. I said, and I looked at his wife, and I thought, oh, my God, is she busy poisoning? He said, now, let me tell you what happened. My false teeth broke. 
and I took, uh, what's this glue called? Instant glue? Super glue. Super glue. So I fixed my teeth and I put it in. He said, in days. I got so sick, they detest, and I feel I'm going to die. He said, and they said, it's arsenic. And then the doctor asked him questions, and <laughs> he said, oh, my word. He said, I fixed my false teeth. The doctor said, there's your problem. And that's what the enemy tries to do. Because what happens here is an amazing story, what the prophet Isaiah says. He said, you become a captive for your enemy. They keep you as a hostage. And I'm going to explain that out of the New Testament. He says, without knowing it, oh, Jesus. You see, the world makes us so used to what we are in right now and that they can conquer you when you're weak. No, this is the time to be strong, preparation, develop that spiritual muscles, read the word, be in the word, declare the word, do the word, be a faith giant. Now is not time to retrieve or move backwards. It's time to move forwards. I refuse to quit or give up or to be acknowledged as somebody weak during this time. I'm going to come out by the grace of God and my family and Lovedal and everybody connected stronger. And we need to get people stronger than ever before. And he said, he, he said, without knowing it and because they have no knowledge of God. So here's God's people. They have the knowledge. And now suddenly they lose the knowledge. I'll, I'll explain that in a while. And their honorable men, their glory are famished. <laughs> Revival, glory, outpouring, started powerful. And then it's sidetrack. Same principle, because somewhere they lost knowledge. Now, I'll, I'll explain that. And their honorable men, their glory, are famished, and their common people are parched with thirst. Therefore, see all, the unseen state, the realm of death, has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth wide without measure. And Jerusalem's nobility and her multitude and her listen, and tumult and the drunken revealer who exalts in her descent into it. One translation says, and that's why she cannot minister the priestly office that God has called her. You are a priest to have access. That's prayer. Now we sometimes so caught up in warfare that we forgot who won the battle. We don't fight from a defeated position we are fighting and demonstrate God's victory from a heavenly position <laughs> that's why you cannot do it out of fear you need to do it out of revelation and that is very critical because God designed you for the full blessing and the enemy knows if he can squash parable of the sea sower and, and choke the seed out of you that you will not understand. You can have knowledge, but don't understand. And then you get on a sidetrack. Now, now let me put all this together for time's sake. Because listen, what is this? Oh, my word. Uh, 7,000 times more than that, the promises that you, God promised you. Listen, 
that this is what he wants you to experience. Every promise in him is what? Yeah, and amen. Now, there's 7,000 plus promises that's yours. Why don't we move? Uh, people move in the curse and they move in the bloodline stuff. We are in a new bloodline in Christ. More than 7,000 promises is yours. That's why you don't need to be sick. People don't need to go to hell. They don't need to be defeated. They don't need to have lack or to be poor. They can have the fullness. Jesus said that in John 10, and that's a question that is raised in my mind. Why don't we see people operate in life, zoe, the Greek word as God has it, and in that in abundance? Why are people limited, God's people? Why don't we display to the world that we the money power people. Now the Muslims and the atheists and the devils there and the Illuminati, we say, oh, they've got that. No, they Bulga No, no, no. You are one in the making if you follow the principle of the word. Boom, God can do it overnight. I've seen people stay turned overnight. Listen, how God blessed them, supply them, and in abundance by being obedient. By preparation, obedience, and focus. Now, now, this is the thing. The full blessing. To experience the full blessing on your life. To have the power of God, listen, <laughs> in your life. And to have the anointing that destroys the yoke through your life. It will cost you this morning, to be in total obedience. What did we say many times? There's three things that you need to be positive, a thousand plus times sure about your identity in Christ. You're not a slave. Slave says, I, somebody stands with a whip and I do it out of fear that God's going to crack the whip over me and... Uh, I, I do it because I must do it. And then I do it unhappy and with the attitude last week's message. That's not the obedience God wants. The second group of obedience is that orphan spirit. I visit people and then they say, we cannot understand. Our children is lazy in the home. But then the neighbor come and their girlfriend's dad come and say, they fix the the." Cupboards there, they sweep the house, they wash the floor. They said, we don't understand why they do it. Because that child has an orphan spirit. He doesn't feel he belongs. He needs to prove himself. An orphan does it. And that's when people, my boss is doing, I'm not doing my job because I want to do it. I do it because they expect me to do it. And I just do it for the paycheck. You're in trouble. God's things is not how it operates. God wants you to be a happy camper, a happy-go-lucky person <laughs> by following his instruction because his instruction is not difficult. I'll read it now to you out of the 1 John's letter. It's not difficult. That's why God gave it. It's for our protection. It's for our development. <laughs> now, now, you need to know your identity. You need to know the purpose. 
It's not for you, it's with you, co-laborers with God. God put you on the face of the earth as ambassador. Oh my word, with the greatest calling, the greatest assignment. People come to love and say, what's my function here? Your function is what Jesus said on Calvary, go and make disciples. <laughs> because obedience gives you favor. I'm going to show you. And then time. Time is very important. Out of that, three things needs to happen. If you want to be in the fullness and experience the power and remain focused, you need to be a person of integrity. If you make a promise to God and you said it, do it. Be a yes person, a yes I am person, even if it costs you. If you say, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus, know what obstacles is going to come your way and the devil is going to try anything to choke the word out of you to get you sidetracked. The second thing, you must stay humble, humility. Integrity, humility, and you must be a giver. Oh my word, Gustav, what do you mean? That's when the power of God, you must have the spirit of generosity upon you. Because this is the complete nature of God, what I've just shared. God will not force you. Oh, God stripped me. God forced me. God punished me. God. Man, that's scary to say that. God said, I love you so much. I raise children. I raise my own children and other children. And they make mistakes. But we love each other unconditionally. I was maybe not a perfect parent. But I... Loved my children, <laughs> even if they made mistakes, and I'd never kept it against them. I'm like that. If I sleep tonight, yesterday is over. I don't keep nothing against nobody. I don't have enemies. If people are angry with me, it's from their side. I, I don't, because I only have till midnight today, when his promises are new every morning, that I will not miss Monday's promises that God has in store, that we need to tap in and walk in and fulfill our great assignment. Now, this is very powerful. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we said at salvation, you receive that heart that already wants to obey. And we're going to answer the question, why don't people obey? Because fear comes and all this. And I said last week, turn the volume knob down of the world. And turn what the world tells you and all the things, how many people die. And even the storm, they predict it's a million square miles, two times bigger than South Africa that was supposed to hit midnight last night. And, and all the stuff and people are in fear and anxiety. And the coronavirus is going to hit the peak. And I understand that. But you have Psalm 91, protection of God. We don't deny it. We say we don't need to have it. <laughs> oh, my word, because we are protected by the blood. You have overcome by the word of your testimony. A sword of the word comes out of your mouth. And the blood of Jesus, first the blood and then the word, what we say, what he did. Now, this is very important, family. Listen, everything God wants you to do, you must have a desire. Move from I must 
or I had to, to I want to. It's a desire. I don't serve God because I'm afraid of the wrath of God. Or I'm afraid I'm going to hell. No, I serve God because I love him. He loved me with all my mistakes, all my flaws, all my failures. <laughs> Listen, he first loves you. Oh, I accepted Jesus. No, you didn't accept him. He accepted you. <laughs> when you pray that sinner's prayer. And he never turns back. It's us who separates us from God. The Bible calls it sin. Sin has missed the mark by disobedience. Now, the, the, the reward for obedience is so powerful. But let me get into that. Everything was deposited in you. All the gifts, all the fruit, the love of God, the agape, all the potential, all the capacity, all the vision God wants you to, his plan, his heartbeat, his everything. You load it. Say, I am loaded. Oh, my, you load it. <laughs> you, you, you didn't receive just a pinky of the Holy Ghost or a thumb. Or a leg, or you receive the fullness. Remember the scripture you have that God it inside of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You must know the immeasurable and understand the unlimited, surpassing power of His greatness that's in you and for you if you believe. That's powerful stuff. Well, Gustav, why don't you spit today and jump up? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I just want to hit a home run in your mind that you can change the way your soul dimension that's made up of your your will and your intellect and your emotions and stuff listen that's why it's so important the issue is that we don't follow it we said it's because we're not in love enough with god 1 john chapter 5 and I'm going to read it here out of the modern thing. <laughs> now, 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 I, I, I want to impart something. 1 John 5, 3. For the true love of God is this. Now he's going to explain that we habitually keep his commandments, that we do his will, that we follow his instruction. Now, there's two things that the Amplified says. He says that we habitually keep his commandments, do what God says, and remain focused, oh my word, on his precepts. Now, I didn't even know in the Amplified, that's, and I didn't choose every beginning of the month, and Tasha will say, or Lazal, or Willem, or whoever, what's this month's theme? And I said, preparation, come on, Preparation for obedience. That's the hashtag and focus. And here the scripture says to be obedient and to focus. Now, this is very important. He says on his precepts and his commandments and his precepts are not difficult to obey. Wow! That hits the devil now and knock out every excuse you had. Is knock out time now. <laughs> there it lies on its back. Knock out every excuse because the Bible says 
It's not difficult. It's not a hassle. It's not a strain on you to follow God's instruction. Remember, God is not in need of us. He wants us. He could have used angels, but he decided to choose you above angels to live out his desire, his dream, his plan on the face of the earth. The first mishap happened in the garden. <laughs> and where was the first bloodshed? In the garden. Now listen, more than 7,000 times, God wants you to understand you are blessed. He designed you for the blessing. Now, uh, it's not going to happen automatically. Salvation doesn't happen automatically. I need to believe in my heart, confess with my mouth, and then I will be saved. Now, now listen to this powerful thing. There are the word believe. Now that's in the Bible. is 270 times. Now the word believe and faith, 791 times. And the most words that are coming about faith is in Hebrews chapter 11. So faith is the foundation, it's the lifestyle, it's the nature, it's the living out God's way of doing things. The word love is 714 times. But the word give, (laughs) to be generous, is 2,152 times. Why? Because God is a giver. He's a generous God. He gave you life and he gave it in abundance. The air we breathe. This is the air we breathe. Remember that song? He gave you grace. Man, it could stop. But God is a generous God. With everything. He's so generous and he says, Be as I am. You can never say, You love God 100% and you're not a generous person. That's where a lot of people have a good paper, good intent, but they fail (laughs) the instruction because they didn't follow. Everything is birthed out of love. Obedience is the motivator. Listen. Love is the motivator of obedience. Because Paul comes and he addressed now the church in Corinth. Now remember, the church in Corinth was a powerful church. They operated, they had revival. They had the gifts of the Spirit. Oh my word, they understood what we call the modern term apostolic. They understood every prophecy, everything. But when Paul tells them, and Paul says, I fear. Now that fear is not his, 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 the devil kind of fear, disbelief. He said, I am afraid. In 2 Corinthians, and let me get the scripture here, where Paul says, in, he says, I am afraid that you're not going to make it. That you're going to lose the ability Oh, my word. (laughs) Listen what the scripture says. Now, I've got different translations that I want to read in 2 Corinthians. 
Now, in, in the whole book of Corinthians was written to this glorious, phenomenal church. And then at a point, Paul discovered they're busy m- missing the mark. And why they missed the mark is when he spoke about this word, it was so powerful. They're busy losing their integrity. They are not humble anymore. And they're not generous. And Paul had to bring them back into alignment, preparation, that they can stay focused and that they can demonstrate God's love. That is so powerful. Listen, family, and the Second Corinthians 11, 3. And when Paul demonstrates this word, he says 11, 3, oh my word. Listen what he says. He says, but now I am fearful. I am afraid, says one of the translations. He said, lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve. The one translation says that snake. He he misled Eve. He said, beguiled Eve by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted. Jesus, have mercy. What did Paul say? He said, that same snake that was there in Genesis 3 is now with you all. Now, that's thousands of years later what Paul was writing. That's why you read in Genesis 3, he's a snake. You read in Revelation, he's a dragon. <laughs> he said that I am afraid that that same snake that was with Eve spins himself around your mind right now. He says... By his cunning, by misleading you, by pumping wrong information. Faith and fear comes the same way. By hearing, he says, and corrupt and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ. That's a scary scripture. He says that same snake. Now you read, when you read Genesis 3, there's five verses that the snake came and pumped evil. Now remember, they were in the glory, operating the glory. When God created them, they had no need of everything. They were people in the character of God, the mind of God. They had his DNA. They had every need met. They were not sin conscious. They were God conscious to his will. Every day at the same time, God is there. They had fellowship with God. And the enemy used five verses in that chapter three to con Eve. Later on that she will move to self-centeredness. And the moment when you make a lie truth, it's you don't only want it yourself. You want to influence people around you. If you're fearful, you want other people to be fearful. If you are in deception, you don't want your deception. You want other people to be deceived. And what Paul was telling this church, this is powerful. I can just preach on this thing the whole time. He says, I am afraid that the same snake that was in Genesis 3 with Eve is now with you all. He's spinning himself like a python around your mind to squeeze life out of you, to steal the word from you. 
that you will not do the instruction of God, that you will not do it wholeheartedly, that you will do what it, John says. He says, this is how we love God, by doing what God says completely. And his precepts are not difficult. But Paul tells now, he says, that scripture, oh my word, <laughs> chapter what did we say? 11. Now, how am I back in something else here now? Corinthians chapter 11, 3. <laughs> oh, my word, I lost my page. <laughs> Turn to somebody say, that's not a sign of old age. That's a sign of recycled youth. He said, but now I'm fearful, lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve, beguiled, misled, influence her, by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholeheartedly and sincere and pure devotion to Christ by living out God's dream. And when I was reading the scripture, the Lord said, that's why the church failed all over the world for years. That's why the church was misled. They become a bless me club and fighting each other in Zimbabwe when uh, Mugabe and his group took over. Instead of the church uniting, they would do the same as happening now. They were fighting each other. Now, we see, on, don't do it. Don't go on social media and put your opinion there. Just put what God is saying because each person knows 65. That 65 knows each 65. Now, if you multiply that, your name will stink later on because thousands of people will know how negative you are. Say what God is saying. Let people know you believe and you're wholeheartedly in this, what God is saying. Now, now let me come in for a great landing. Sean, I hope you watch. <laughs> That's why Satan wants to hold people hostage. Now, to know you are a hostage, you first need to identify. To know you in change, you first need to identify the chain. Until you identify it. Now, the world sweep us in this, the current situation. While Jesus warned in Matthew, already about what's happening. This is not new. Come on, people. We know the outcome. Say, the outcome for me is going to be victorious, overcomer, powerful, Everything Satan has stolen from you must be restored. You're going to be greater than ever before. But to identify, keep your heart pure, stay a person of integrity, be humble and be generous. People say, I need a financial breakthrough. God's going to bless me. I have 10 prophecies, 20 revelations. If you're not a giver, I guarantee you, you're going to abort that prophecy. You'll never see like a Moses because it changed. God's word always have a precept connected to that or an instruction. The promises of God is connected with instructions. And I want to help you with that instructions. Now, we, we're going to carry on tonight to come in the focus thing. Listen, because if you don't do it wholeheartedly, you will be a slave or an orphan. While God wants you to be a son and a daughter of God. Those who are led by the Spirit. Now, this is very important. Who owns the mind owns the feet. Satan owns your mind, he owns your feet. 
you will start doing what the enemy is saying. Now, he operates like that. I cannot do this because God disappointed me. Uh, or I, I'm self-sustainable. I don't need God. I don't need the Bible. I've seen people. I'm angry with God. Or uh, I cannot do it. Bible says tithes and offerings got nothing to do with law. It's got to do with honor. And, and the enemy knows if you come to the point because what does the enemy do? He, he plants his mind in you and later on you think it was your own mind. That's why there's so many divorce cases. It cannot work. We, I don't care about it. It's never going to work. No, that was a thought that Satan planted in and later on you use it as your own mind. That's why you need to know God never makes mistakes. God doesn't chop and change anything. God sent me to this church. No, uh, and then God changed his mind. Penny baloney. God knows the end from the beginning. Come on, people. You must bloom where you are planted. Your provision is in the house. The destiny, that's why I speak destiny over people, is in the man of God's mouth. That's why you need to be connected, to be discipled. I realize more and more, we failed all over the world. Every church failed. We're so caught up in this and caught. I am in for revival. But that's a second day experience. The third day is to walk, to be discipled and make disciples. They will be powerful people if they understand God's will. That's not, uh, somebody said, oh, you in that program, that's one of God, one of God's methods. No, that's the only method. Go and make disciples. If that was one of God, uh, he said, what's that program? Somebody told me, what's that program your church is doing now? <laughs> I said, <laughs> we are in the Jesus Disciple 12. Oh yeah, that's that program. I don't think that program, uh, that program works because that was Jesus' last words. What is most important? Your last words before you depart. Now listen, who owns the mind owns the feet. <laughs> that snake, listen, is afraid that we will evangelize the world and bring the nations to God. I was thinking, say Gustav is a thinker. Smith Wigglesworth prophesied and he told Lester Summerall, there's three moves going to happen. The first move will be a mighty outpouring of God. With signs, wonders, and miracles, it happened. Smith Wigglesworth, A.A. Allen, Oral Roberts, Catherine Kuhlman. How do you translate Catherine Kuhlman in Afrikaans? Katrenki die koelvrou. Of die koelvrou. Listen, all these things happened. He said, then there's a second move coming. It will be a word move. And that's when Dad Hagen, the just shall live by faith, speak to the mountain. You have the God kind of faith. The just shall live by it. And he said, the last move will be a combination of the word and the spirit. There will be pockets in between what we've seen. But the last move, and we are in preparation. That's what I'm getting you. Take it as a prophetic word. Preparation now is for the word and the spirit together. 
That is the last move. The word and the spirit. And that's going to usher in the greatest harvest. Oh my Lord. Uh, I was prophesying for myself the other day in the room <laughs> about the 10,000 seater I mentioned it and somebody out of Santon sent me a message and said, the Lord said, don't think small in 10,000. You're going to need much more than that <laughs> because the greatest harvest is coming. The harvest of God is coming. <laughs> Valencia had a dream and Sal told me, how loved other people was in the church back that building gets three and a half thousand. But people were standing outside and they were not church people. I'm telling you, I prophesied over Powerhouse, I prophesied over the hotel, I prophesied over all these different meetings. It's harvest coming. Somebody say it's harvest time. That's why harvest time is a crisis time. You need to get the harvest in at a certain time. Now, Oh, my word. It's harvest time. Every available vessel. You see, this will illuminate all this negativity that we will have a good paper, good content, but that we pass. I will not fail God's assignment. My life, because what must drive us is the love for God. That's why you must be a person of integrity if you say yes to God, do it. You must stay humble and you must be generous. These three things will let the power of God. Now you see how ugly I am without my glasses. These things will usher the power of God in through you, the blessing upon your life, and the anointing that will flow like you've never seen before. If you follow the instruction, let me just, oh, the presence of God is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're going to see. A harvest of signs, wonders, and miracles. Not a superstar. God wants to use you to raise the dead, heal the sick. Meltari was sharing last week, Friday, how that girl was raised in France. And Dr. Skonkin told about us about how the dead was raised in, in Madagascar by holding the cell phone next to the corpse where the young people wait. <laughs> I've seen many miracles. That night when they shot my sister Tossie, she died. I'm telling you, where the bullet went through it, ripped up every, you could see in her brain. And then they turned the pipe gun over and hit her with the nail in her brain. She was dead. I mean, dead. But I was in the prayer room busy praying at Loftal. And when Harry Van Iker called me and said, your sister was just shot, Nikita was this height. She sat in the car, she saw everything. I rushed there. The first time nothing happened. But a boldness of the Holy Ghost came over me. 
And the third time when I commanded the spirit of death to go and I called her back in her body, she came back alive. Now today, she's next year, she'll be 69. She's still alive. Powerful prayer woman. Because the enemy, that snake, wants to mess up your assignment. And don't allow him. That's New Testament things. I never read that scripture like I was reading it this morning and last night. <laughs> so we're moving in medical zone. <laughs> oh, my word. And then a harvest of money, finances, generosity. This week, God told me somebody to impact my life. And I told the children, God said, I'm this so this amount of money because we need breakthroughs and you know and uh, so I said I'm gonna do it and then I things happened and then I delayed it and then I delayed it more on oh, my word and the next moment I was there in a room the Spirit of God spoke to me he said did you realize delayed obedience is disobedience? He said, seed never grows if it doesn't enter into the soil. He said, as soon as you get that seed out, I will manifest a great harvest for the ministry. Oh, my word. And I immediately, I respond to that. Because he said he, he was only delayed when he's asked for it will miss the greatest season of harvesting. That's why I've learned when I face big challenges. You know, to run this ministry costs 600,000 a month. <laughs> People, when I say to pastors, they say, oh my gosh, how do you do that? I said, no, God does it. He's Jehovah Jireh. Because obedience. Listen, let me, let me just land Satan's weapon is deception is to give you his thoughts I said and later on you think it's your thoughts and then you start saying I was thinking no what I think was Penny Peloni ek het gedog dog het 'n veer geplant toe dink ek daar gaan 'n hoener opkom hy plant 'n macaroni then <laughs> All what came up was a hole. <laughs> then his thoughts, you depressed, and then you stuck in that this morning when I was preparing, and the Lord said, I want you to get my people free. They become, they are held hostage by Satan. Get them free through the word. Now, how do I do it? By embrace the truth of the word. This is another, you, some of you will realize I've never preached this word ever in my life. And I'm turning 64. I've never preached this scripture like I did it this morning. <laughs> because we are in preparation for this three movements. A harvest of souls. It's going to cost millions. Greenpoint Stadiums and the stadiums in Wallace Dean and Brook <laughs> Oh my God. Signs, wonders and miracles. The ambulances needs to pull in. Like Pastor Johan, the first service he held in in Springs or Ellsberg or somewhere. They brought a man in with uh, with machines on a bed. That was when he left here and he went back to establish a ministry there. 
and God healed that person, took him off. It was oxygen, all kinds of machines. We're going to see the ambulances come again. Coffins will be brought in again because we're going to see, and God's going to do it through you. But it starts with if you're faithful in the little, with that rand and that ten rand and that thousand. And God says, pray, this lockdown increase my prayer life. Oh, my word, I, I discovered how prayerless I was <laughs> and my faith life because faith works without prayer, but prayer doesn't work without faith. Nothing works without faith. Now, let me just land with the word. <laughs> Listen, he wants you. Now, say, I will not. That becomes a stronghold. I'll speak later on that, but let me just land. Deuteronomy 28 tells us, and the word of God, the blessing that flows out of obedience is so powerful. The, the, the curse or the, the calamities that flows out of disobedience is terrible. We have obedient, a love problem. Love. If you love Jesus, nothing is impossible. I don't care it's cars or houses or land, what God says, give. We just need to do it. I've done that by the grace of God. Now listen, Deuteronomy 28, let me, we've got two minutes, three minutes, because then my time is over. It says, if you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God, then all these blessings will come upon you. There's so many blessings that are spoken. That's your portion. That's what God wants you to experience. He blessed you. Genesis 1. And he blessed Adam. He did not curse them. And then verse 15 says, if you don't do it. Listen, he says, then all these curses will come. Now, 14 verses is about the blessing. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Jesus, help us. Then there's so many verses that spoke about the curse, but let's get to the blessing. I'm not busy with what the devil is doing. I'm more focused on what God is doing. If you listen, if you diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, listen, Afrikaans as you goed luister in doen, your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above. Say promotion is coming. Generosity gives you favor. Oh, high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed to the voice of the Lord your God. You shall be blessed in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body. In other words, you don't need to have miscarriages. And the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beast, the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall you be your baskets and your kneading trowel. You will not have lack. You will not have no food. You will have uh, your petrol in your tank. You will have money in. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up up against you to be defeated before your face they shall come out against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways say foot that devil like Lanzel put a toast and <laughs> she said puma satan or something like that <laughs> the lord shall command Woo! his blessing upon you in your storehouse 
and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord, your God, gives you. Golly, every farmer, every business person, every South African, where God puts you, you will be blessed. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself, as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see, all the people shall see that you are called by the name and in the presence of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity <laughs> through the fruit of your body. That doesn't mean you're going to no, you, you'll be fruitful <laughs> of your livestock and of your ground in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens, hallelujah, to give the rain of your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. That's why I don't lend money to, I give me money <laughs> because that's a principle <laughs> and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail, and you will go above, uh, shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchful to them, and you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right hand or to the left, or to go after other gods, to serve them, say Snake, you have no authority, no power. My thoughts is the thoughts of God. I want to pray a prayer with you this morning. If you don't, don't know Jesus Christ as Lord, I'm not asking if you're religious. I ask if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The moment when you pray this prayer, he deposits inside of you. If you were lukewarm, pray this prayer. If you were a backslider, pray this prayer. Turn back to God. Preparation so that you can have the fullness to operate and Come into the fullness of that blessing. The curse has been broken. We are in a new breed of people with a new nature, a new bloodline, the mind of God. You are victorious. You are overcome. Pray, say, Lord Jesus, this morning I've heard the word of the Lord. And I made a choice, Lord, to follow the instruction. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Lord, forgive me my sin because <laughs> without repentance there's no forgiveness. We confess, Lord, even us who know Jesus where we were disobedient to instruction of the word not our own way forgive us this morning and we're gonna follow you Lord we're gonna do it to the T because Christ has redeemed us Galatians chapter number three from the curse of the law so that the blessings of Abraham can come upon us and we've read about more than nine blessings this morning that is just in that part we thank you this morning God that we can have the nature of God the heart of God in him we move, we live and have our being. No more delays because I have an identity. I have a purpose and time. I'm redeeming time to tell everybody about Jesus. Thank you, Lord, from this day and I will serve you in Jesus' name. If you need a miracle of healing, speak the word. Say, he paid it full. By his stripes I have been made whole. Anxiety go. Depression go. Heart disease go. Cancer go. Coronavirus go in Jesus' name. Every 
kind of disease and sickness. Go, my Lord, if you need a financial breakthrough, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Why? I'm a giver in the kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you. And thank you that we could share the word. I trust it was a blessing. Let us know if the word bless you. Tonight at six o'clock, I'm going to help you. How now to stay then focus on this, that the blessing can flow continually. Because if you obey instruction, your reward will be great. It is only overcomers who will sit on the throne. God bless you and we love you. Until tonight, six o'clock. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International, the Western Cape, South Africa.